0: Welcome back into the Dead Arm Sports Podcast. Coming at you live on a Thursday. Live Some on fun. a Thursday. Live on a Thursday. We have our Bowl Mania preview. Going to preview the next uh, week's worth of bowl games uh, with our picks. A little NFL Week lot, 15 preview. Lots to show. Lots to proof. Yes. But uh, kick it off with the question of the day today. I'm going to rip this off from uh, another podcast I listened to Unnecessary Roughness on uh, Barstool. And they had kind of a fun question the other day and wanted to see what your answer is on this gel. So, unfortunately, we do not have NCAA football for any gaming system at this time. Looks like maybe next fall or the fall after that. But. Who is a player from this season that you would have loved to be able to play with on that video game?
1: I mean, I think the, the, the quick answer is Caleb Williams just as just at quarterback, but Deuce Vaughn, Kansas state. I'd imagine that, you know, get a little, little teeny tiny dude out there that's able to wiggle around, especially you know, he was, he ended up being awarded the All American, uh, I think all, or what was, I think it was just all around player or whatever, whatever it was. Cause he, you know, he would return kicks yep. and was an amazing running back. In NCAA 09, which I, I'm still rocking the Xbox 360, <laughs> NCAA 09, uh, that's that's the only NCAA that I play currently and I'm a I'm a kickass kick returner and punt returner as long as I got somebody that's quick and you know not too much of you know they're, they're, it's weird in NCAA you could have a guy that's I guess this isn't weird but you could have a guy that's six six with a 99 uh speed rating and you could have a guy that's 510 with a 99 speed rating and the guy that's 510 will fly around the field versus a guy, the, the guy that's six, six with that rating. will just kind of like, kind of seems like he's lumbering around. So Deuce Vaughn five, six, if I had that speed rating, right. Oh man. Watching him just scamper around like a little, little maniac that I'd have a blast with that. So I'd probably go Deuce Vaughn as my, uh, my go to at least offensively there. All
0: right. I think it'd be fun with Bijan down in Texas, Quinn Year's offense, and see what you could do down there. And otherwise, DTR would be fun too, out at UCLA, see what you could come up with. I like <laughs> with that his too. Skill set too. So, but yeah, Caleb Williams would be awesome with the running ability there too. But
1: I like the DTR one though, dude. They delayed the uh, the release of NCAA. I believe yeah. it was supposed to be twenty 2020- twenty three and three and they pushed it back a year i'm sure they're trying to figure out the nil piece of all that because how do you do that unless there's how do you how do you properly give out nil money to every player if there is no college football players union i mean you can't be like i i guess you could say you know oh According to, re- you know, our research studies, Caleb Williams is worth X amount and this backup guard is worth Y amount. But how do you actually give out worth for these players unless you have some sort of a union? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the piece that they're trying to figure out.
0: Yeah, no, it could be And just trying to get the game right. I know they have mentioned that they don't want it to be like Madden is every year where it's just like. Kind of copied and new few new updates and stuff. They're trying to make it something totally different, which is EA. EA is in cool. charge of this, though,
1: right? Yeah. Yep. At least they're trying something different. I yeah, mean, Madden literally is the same exact game every single year with updated rosters. It's obnoxious. I, I, I that's why I don't buy it anymore. Yep. Yep. No, also, because I've got I'll NCAA '09, I don't need another football game, <laughs> anyways. <right>.
0: Exactly. <laughs> We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Go to that URL bar, type in YouTube, then go <laughs> and type in Dead Arm Sports. Subscribe, click the bell there so that we know when our live the episodes H-T-P- drop. The HTTPS colon
1: slash slash bar. Yes.
0: We monitor that chat during our live recording so you can ask us any questions there otherwise you can hit us up on our socials gel can be found at das that's at d a s j e l. I can be found at DOS that's at d-a-s-j-p-e-c give us a follow there ask us any questions subscribe rate interview the podcast on your favorite listening platform send us a screenshot get you some sticker swag sent out for free All right, Joe, you ready to dive into our 13 bowl games we're going to be previewing? Can't wait! (laughs) So we're going to be previewing the next week's worth of games. Our plan right now with the holidays is to record next Wednesday night. So we will be previewing the bowl games from this Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, and next Wednesday. So each game, we're each going to talk about it for a little bit, whatever Takeaways we want to from that, and then we're going to pick a winner and have a running total of all of our bowl games. So we'll see if it's looking like it might be a tie towards the end. We'll have to figure out a tiebreaker gel, but uh, for now, we'll figure start it out. off. Yep, it's Friday night, first bowl game up on the slate. Freaky the home Friday. Hometown Lenders Bahamas Bowl. So I wrote down all the sponsors for these two hashtag. None of them are sponsors of our show, but some of these are just absolutely ridiculous, and can't wait to talk about those. But Miami of Ohio versus UAB. What do you what do you like in this one, Joe?
1: I gotta go UAB. They've got a uh, they've got a fresh you know fresh program after they were I believe either canceled or close to being canceled a couple of years ago. Now bowl eligible. Gotta go UAB. Give him a little bit of love. Oh yeah. We got Dwayne McBride too in the running
0: back room there 1700 yards, 19 touchdowns this year. So I think he's going to be too much for that Miami of too Ohio much team up in the MAC. So yeah, I, uh, I also like UAB in this one. So yeah, quite the turnaround from their program, you know, Like you said, turmoil there and bounce back.
1: They were that close to folding (laughs) and almost got the it was it was an internal death penalty. They were going to give themselves. (laughs) Nice. That's never good. (laughs) Let's go over to the Duluth trading cure bowl. (laughs) UT San Antonio versus Troy. I got to hear your input on these powerhouses.
0: Oh, it's the Roadrunners all day of University of Texas San Antonio. Yes, sir. And my man, Frank Harris, 3,800 yards, 31 touchdowns, seven picks, another 600 on the ground, and another nine touchdowns. And wait, he is returning next year for his one, two, three, four, five, six. Seventh season. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Frank Harris, QB, one of the Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, is going to
1: lead them to a bowl win. So regular red shirt, medical red shirt, and the COVID red shirt—it <laughs> had to. Happen. I guess that's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's. I- <laughs> So what is is he like thirty now? Like good <laughs> god. Right.
0: Let's see if he can get some
1: sort of like transfer exception for next year, and and he ends up on some other team for his eighth <laughs> right. season. Eighth I mean, season. Brandon Whedon was twenty nine, although he uh, he had his own reasons for making it as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go UT San Antonio as well. Uh, gotta gotta root for my home my home state here and. San Antonio is my favorite city in Texas, so got to go UT San Antonio, Riverwalk, loving it, and uh, good times there. And also the fact that UTSA has put Marcus Davenport into the NFL, so maybe uh, maybe they'll have another NFL player on this squad. I don't know. UTSA <laughs> it is for me as well. <laughs>
0: Moving on to the first game up on
1: Saturday, and you're that... gonna have to take it from here because I did not write down all the sponsors. <laughs> Sounds so good. So it's all yours going forward. We got the Wasabi Fenway
0: Bowl <laughs> between Cincinnati and Louisville. Talked a little bit about this one wasabi, last week.
1: Just, just the the, just the. It's just the Wasabi, food? the paste. <laughs> I guess isn't that okay? Yep. Wasabi's like a like a. It's like, oh, I'm gonna do the black pepper Fenway Bowl or the 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 sea salt <laughs> bowl. Like, what is that? <laughs> no idea. <laughs>
0: Cincinnati, Louisville. We talked about it. Uh, Scott Satterfield going from Louisville or from Cincinnati, Cincinnati to Louisville, take over that program. And yeah, well, or Louisville to Cincinnati. My bad there. Um, yeah. This one I talked about last week. Both teams are on the same sideline in this one, the way that the field is set up. So weird. Can't expect him to be down on the field, I wouldn't think. But who do you got in this one, Joe?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, both teams' new head coaches, obviously, yeah. with one going over to Cincinnati. Ben Louisville loses their head coach, losing Luke Fickle. For Cincinnati, I'm gonna go Louisville here. I think they're gonna want to get big revenge on uh, on their old head coach. So it's the uh, it's the old Louisville Cardies for me.
0: All right, so I this is our first difference here. I'm gonna rock with the Bearcats in this one. I just think the talent wise, they're gonna be a little bit too much for Louisville. Louisville is gonna have to have a great performance out of Malik Cunningham there, and I don't. I think that's I the difference that...
1: maker right there is Malik Cunningham.
0: Yeah, we'll he's see a beast. which Malik
1: college shows up beast college beast on this
0: one. But sort got of Cincinnati. I mean, he's good.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: On to let's go to the cricket celebration bowl. This one is cricket Jackson. wireless. <laughs> not just
1: <laughs> I, the animal this
0: time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 Jackson State versus N North Carolina Central. I got North Carolina Central in this one. Just with all of the change in the Jackson State program, Deion Sanders leaving for Colorado. He's had a number of guys on that Jackson State team enter the portal, presumably going over to Colorado. And I just think with how that team is going to be decimated by that transfer portal, Dion leaving, I think this one's NC's uh, North Carolina Central's to win.
1: I gotta go Jackson State, so we're we're two for two on our last two indifferences. Right. Uh I, I I still think that Jackson State brought in enough talent to compete here. Obviously, a lot of those guys, you know, the, the really high end guys. Travis Hunter, his uh and then Dion's son at quarterback, he's they're gone. But I think there's still enough talent that Dion brought over that I like Jackson State in this game, so I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna roll with him, with them.
0: <laughs> Moving on to the SRS Distribution Bowl, this is a familiar one for us. Uh, Arizona State, Wisconsin played in this one last year, and have two other big programs here. Florida, a little bit of a down year for them, and a rising Oregon State team. So, who do you like in this one, Joe?
1: I have been tempted to go Florida here. Anthony Richardson has not yet said that he's not going to play, but I don't think he's going to based on the fact that he has declared for the draft. So I got to go Oregon State here. Um, and or, or maybe breaking news if you know that he is. It'd be breaking news to me if Anthony is is not playing.
0: Yeah, I would assume since he declared that he's probably not going to play in this one, so you'd have to assume that the backup quarterback for Florida is going to be starting in this one. And for that reason, I have Oregon State in this one as well. I just think their defense has been pretty solid all season. They kept USC under 20 points, <laughs> and I, I like the Beavers in this one to end up taking the victory.
1: I like that you went uh, – you went – You know. And for that reason, the old Mark Cuban, uh, <laughs> Shark Tank style. <laughs> and for that reason. nice. <laughs> Next up, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. <laughs> oh, I love that it's <laughs> – he deserves his own bowl, by the way. He is a legend.
0: <laughs> right.
1: This one, uh, Washington State,
0: Fresno State. Uh, this one <sighs> – I'm leaning Washington State in this one. They've kind of been up and down this season, but I I like Cam Ward in this one and just kind of having him get a nice jump start in this one to the 2023 season. So he's shown flashes at times. Their team just hasn't really been able to put it all together uh, consistently, but I like them finding the victory over Fresno State in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Washington State as well. Um, And... My reason is completely different and I think it's the Mike Leach factor. A lot of the players on that team probably didn't play for him, but there may be some, but I would imagine that a lot of the coaching staff, a lot of the management, a lot, you know, the AD for Washington State, Mike Leach made a major impression on that program. They're going to be doing they're going to do tributes for him before this game and I think that You know, with with that tragic passing of Mike Leach coming today or coming today, we're recording live on a Tuesday Uh, with that passing coming today. I think that that is going to carry over to that Washington State program. And uh, I'm going to give Washington State the edge here as well.
0: Moving into a game. I know you are excited about Joe, the Lending Tree Bowl (laughs) (laughs) Rice versus uh, Southern Miss. Who you got in this one?
1: I'm going to go rice here because you like rice. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love my right, my chicken and rice dishes all day, <laughs> but I think it's because SMU is going to be ashamed to play on live big time television. After all the Brett Favre stuff <laughs> went Jeez. down, uh, you know, this, this entire fall. So, I'm gonna go rice for uh, because of due to Farve's failures as uh, as a citizen.
0: <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Oh, I am growing with Southern Miss in this one, and that is for one reason and one reason only: Southern Miss starting running back Frank Gore Jr.
1: <laughs> Jr.
0: Jr. Pops played in the NFL for a long time. Frank Gore Jr.'s had a pretty solid season for SMU, so I think he'll be a difference maker in this one, get that ground game going, and SMU or uh, Southern Miss pulls off the victory, not uh, to be confused with Southern Methodist.
1: <laughs> They're both SMUs.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I was confused because that is the next team up in the New Mexico Bowl. We've got SMU versus BYU, battle of the uh, three-letter <laughs> acronyms here <laughs> and uh what's uh what do you got in this one Joe?
1: guess who smu <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna roll smu again i gotta roll with my squad straight out of dallas smu boulevard torchies tacos anybody that's visited me at least when i lived down there has probably had torchies did we ever did we ever go there the first time you visited no second time though Second time, okay, perfect. Well, so oh, that's right, yeah, right before yeah. uh, right before we dropped you off
0: at the airport. So oh yeah, had to go uh, mild on some of those tacos. Didn't need an upset stomach on the uh. Flight that'd back be home. the worst. <laughs>
1: <laughs> SMU due to Torchy's tacos. Let's go, <laughs> baby.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go on the other side of the ball here and take BYU jaron hall's had a solid season for them 3100 yards 31 touchdowns six interceptions so i think he'll be the difference maker in this one byu getting the bowl win last game on the saturday slate the frisco bowl <laughs> we've got north texas versus boise state are you uh staying with your picks here Joe? going north tejas staying in the state
1: you know it <laughs> <laughs> North Texas is in Denton. That's the city of Denton. It's about a 45-minute drive to Frisco. Now, I don't know if that's going to matter whatsoever in terms of fan turnout because I don't think that North Texas has the most dedicated fan base. But maybe people need something to do uh here on on a weekend so i'm going with the north uh with the north texas green machine,
0: machine. oh yeah <laughs> i like it i'm gonna go boise state in this one no particular reason at all just think they're, they're gonna, gonna
1: need... be weirded out playing on a green field
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's true that might throw them off a little bit but so uh, ultimately i think they'll be all right <laughs> Moving on to Monday, only game on the docket that day, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Got We are Marshall taking on the Yukon <laughs> Huskies. I like Marshall in this one. Kalen Leborn, 1,400 yards, 16 touchdowns on the ground this year. I think he's going to be the difference maker. We saw that Marshall team go into South Bend and knock off the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And I, I like them taking down Yukon. Yukon, great story this year to get Bull eligible. Jim Mora's done wonders turning that program around,
1: but I like Marshall. Jim Mora ride <laughs> with that man. Let's go Yukon <laughs> in this one. I mean, hey, they you know, they they played a lot of really high-end competition this year. Lot of losses within that high end competition, but they were they they lost to Q's, they lost to Michigan, they lost to NC State in out of conference games, so they've seen at least high end competition. Not that Marshall fits that bill, but Marshall did beat Notre Dame, so I guess the uh transitive property there Marshall (laughs) is high end competition, so I'm gonna roll UConn. I love that story, Jim Mora, yeah, he's had a lot of opportunities, he probably deserves a team that was had a one-win season the year before, but, uh, or I guess, shoot, no, or shoot, a few years before, before they canceled that program, but for them to be a six-win team and bowl eligible, I gotta ride with that story, so let's go UConn. alright. Tuesday, famous Idaho
0: Potato Bowl, and I feel like they need to change this to the to famous the KFC Idaho
1: Potato Bowl
0: or the famous Idaho Mash Potato Bowl. Like it,
1: there's no KFC Mash Potato Bowl. Famous yeah. Idaho Mash KFC Mash. Get two sponsors in there. <laughs> famous Idaho KFC Mash Potato Bowl. <laughs> Colonel Sanders
0: not playing in this game. Eastern Michigan and San Jose State Thank are, God. however, and who do you like
1: in this one, Joe? I'm going Eastern Michigan here South or San Diego state's offense, especially at the beginning of the year was an absolute travesty. And I think that that, while they're going to have this layoff from the end of their season, that disgusting offense that they played at the beginning of the year is going to come back into play Eastern Michigan. What do they have to lose? They're going to go all out. I love Eastern Michigan here. I'm
0: riding with Eastern Michigan as well on the coattails of Powell and Evans, the quarterback running back duo on this one. Pretty balanced offense there, and I like I like them to find the, find the win in that one. Probably the craziest name of any of the bulls we're going to talk about today, the <laughs> RoofClaim.com Boca Raton
1: Bull. Can you say that again? I was laughing.
0: <laughs> RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bull. <laughs> Liberty versus Toledo. Holy Toledo. I am rolling with Toledo in this one. Hugh Freeze just left Liberty, so I think that's going to be a little bit of a tough thing for them to overcome. Always hard playing for an interim coach in the bowl game, and I I like Toledo in this one. I just think it's going to be too much with Hugh Freeze leaving.
1: I just love that this sponsor is an insurance company for Roof's that have been destroyed by hurricanes in Florida. Like that's all that, that's I had imagined. That's what roof claim.com is. I that's got to mean sure. It's amazing. It's my Either favorite that or part. Maybe of this. they
0: have roofs that have blown off during the hurricane and you have to come claim your
1: roof. It's fu- <laughs> we keep mentioning hurricanes and Miami's not in a bowl game. That's the- <laughs> not good enough. Uh I'm going to roll liberty. I actually I actually sometimes like the interim head coach in bowl games. Uh, I feel like, you know, give a little bit of juice and these players want to play for a uh, for a coach that they like. So, I'm rolling liberty here. I like it. Last game to preview here.
0: We've got RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl on Wednesday, so I know you're going to be down in that neck of the woods next week. Joe, getting out of town before this be huge doing. bowl game, but uh, who do you like in this one? We got Western Kentucky versus South Alabama. Which
1: direction are you rolling in this one? I got a ride with the best mascot in college yes! football, Big Red, Hell the yeah, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Absolutely, that is the only note
0: that I wrote down is big red in all caps. So he is by far. I my actually favorite wrote down. Mascot.
1: I wrote down real big red in all caps as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Western Kentucky.
0: they were up here at the Badger game. Oh man, probably three years ago, and I was so pumped that he made the trek up on the sidelines. I fucking <laughs> love that mascot, but also. Western Kentucky just got a huge boost back. Austin Reed had entered the transfer portal and withdrew his names coming back to Western Kentucky so they get their star quarterback back. So I like uh, him to put them over the edge and knock off South Alabama on this one. So go Big Red. (laughs) The
1: true Big Red. Screw you, Cornhuskers. You are not the Big Red. It is (laughs) Western Kentucky's mascot, Mr. Big Red. I never
0: pick against Western Kentucky, even in March Madness.
1: Can't do it. Moving into the NFL. Thank you, Mike Singletary for that quote. Can't do it.
0: (laughs) NFL Week 15 preview, getting down to crunch time. A lot of matchups with big playoff implications, teams that can get eliminated this week, and teams fighting for either a division or playoff spot, and... I'll kick it off with the Thursday night game this week, 49ers at Seahawks. We got Brock Purdy making his first road start and arguably one of the toughest road environments in all of NFL with the 12th man up in Seattle and 49ers essentially can wrap up the division here with a win. They're going to have a three-game lead in the division with two wins over the Seahawks, so a lot riding on the line here. Seattle trying to bounce back after losing to Carolina at home last week and an ugly loss there. We'll see if Kenneth Walker's playing in this one. He was limited, I believe, today in practice again on Tuesday, so Jury's out there, but that would be a big boost for their offense. Tyler Lockett's riding a nice uh, stretch of touchdown, six games six in a row. There. But, yeah, Devo got hurt. He's going to be out for probably the rest of the regular season in this one, so a little bit of a knock on the 49ers offense. But what do you what do you see in this one, Joel? I think this is going to be a great matchup and a fun Thursday night game to watch. And listen to Al Michaels and Kirky.
1: Good old Big K. Uh, I. This is one of the best, one of the better, I think, Thursday matchups that we've had in a while. I mean, we, we've been starving for good Thursday Ever football. Ever since that Broncos-Colts doozy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hungry. <laughs> Niners come in right now as three and a half point favorites. But the Seahawks right now... They're the most desperate team in football, I think, in terms of trying to make a playoff push because if they lose this game, I mean, that eliminates their division chances, as you mentioned. So now they have to fight for a wild card. And you've got a ton of teams right now fighting for that wild card. That And and if you're Seattle, you obviously don't want that seven spot and, and having to face the number two seed, which will likely be the Vikings. To, to start off your playoff matches. So, but, but I mean, just in terms of competition, you've got a lot of teams fighting for that seven spots. I'm definitely going to be rooting Seahawks here. And I think that they've got a very legitimate chance. I've been to a Seahawks game in Seattle on a Thursday night with Gino in the game with Gino. <laughs> I was there when Russell got hurt last season and Gino came in against the Rams and that crowd is nuts, man. I, I think that they have a legitimate shot. We saw Purdy, you know, Seahawks. Pete Carroll, he's got they've got more tape on Brock Purdy here. You know, a full game and what game and a half, game in three quarters or so. I I kind of like the Hawks here. They're you know that Pete Carroll, as a as a desperate team, they're gonna be going all out this game. And yeah, the the Niners are certainly way more talented on both sides of the ball, but that defense, like I said, they've got pretty tape and I think I I think I like the Hawks in this game in a, in a pretty nice upset to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, I guess I will jump over to Niners Jets right now rec- as we're recording. Wait, who? Whoops, oops, who- whoop. Lions <laughs> Jets. I going to say, how, how? How? we just talked the Niners. Niners are playing on Thursday and Sunday. Doubleheader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lions Jets uh, opening up on that noon Sunday slate. Right now, all right, that's a pick them game. We've got two teams that are, I mean, the Lions have been on a very hot streak, obviously taking down the Vikings this past weekend with an 11-point W over that number two NFC seed. But if the Lions keep staying hot, they may have a chance at a wild card spot in the NFC versus the Jets, who right now command that, that seven seed in the AFC playoff picture, and they're trying to ride that momentum that they've gained with Mike White at quarterback. Where do you see this game going? This game is in New York. You got to imagine, you know, frigid temperatures. We know that Jared Goff can sometimes struggle outdoors, especially in that cold weather. How do you see this game playing out?
0: Yeah, he's really struggled on the road this season outside of the, um, outside of Ford Field in Detroit. The and Silver
1: Dome. The Silver Dome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, uh, no, we'll see. Mike White got
1: destroyed this last week. He was getting hit pretty Twice. hard. <laughs> so Dude, he we'll was see. folded in half once. Yeah. I think he broke his ribs the first time, and then he <laughs> got hit again, and then was folded in half like a, sand, yeah. like a Subway sandwich. It was crazy. Not yeah. a Subway hashtag, not a sponsor. <laughs> but Detroit's
0: defense has been the worst passing defense as far as fantasy goes and in the league. So I expect a big day from the Jets' offense in this one, and with the Jets' up-and-coming defense, Sauce Gardner's been awesome. I expect him more than likely to be in contention, if not win, the defensive rookie of the year award. But I see Detroit's offense struggling a little bit in this one. The Jets are pretty solid in the run stopping too on defense. So I think they are going to need Jared Goff to have a pretty big day here, and I like the Jets in this one. I think might White, or even if. If <laughs> Fluco Flacco has to come in <laughs> and throw a couple passes too, I don't know. Like I said, you got Garrett Wilson who's been rising and getting hot the last couple weeks, and Elijah Moore could have a decent week this week as well. So I I think the Jets end up finding a way to win this one. Wouldn't surprise me if Detroit came in and pulled off an upset, but I think they're going to need a lot more to go right in this one if they want to walk away from the Meadowlands with a with a W.
1: I mean, I I, I need to second that Sauce Gardner comment as defensive player or defensive rookie of the year. I feel like he's walking away with that award. He's been you we might be looking at a top he might be the top corner in all of the NFL right now, the way that he's playing. I mean it's it's Darrell Revis in his prime the way that he's playing right now. It's it's crazy. And then to second that, or to I guess to add to that, right now Garrett Wilson He just took the lead over Kenneth Walker in terms, you know, in Vegas for Offensive Player of the Year. He was pretty damn cold with Zach Wilson out there, but he's had a meteoric rise. (laughs) What'd you say?
0: said, who wasn't cold as Zach Wilson? (laughs) Well, there you go. Elijah Moore, too. Now, (laughs) Elijah
1: Moore, all of a sudden, he's not incompetent. But, yeah, so, I mean, Garrett Wilson... Right now, he's the Vegas leader for offensive player of the year, taking over Kenneth Walker. Now, I think once Kenneth gets full, if he's able to get fully healthy, he may end up jumping Garrett Wilson again. But this rise from Garrett Wilson and the stardom—I mean, Garrett, this, there's a reason Garrett Wilson was certainly on my board for the number one wide receiver, way over Drake London. I think you—I think you had Garrett Wilson as your top receiver. Before the season as yeah, well, him or
0: Olave, I think was in contention yeah, to there. So right,
1: okay, a Ola- lot two Big Ten, two Big or uh, two Ohio State Ohio receivers, State. <laughs> yep. crazy. Um, no, I I mean with the rise of Garrett Wilson, with Sauce playing as well as he is, I see the Jets also getting a getting the W here. It's fun to ride this Lions hot streak, but I think that 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 it may come to a a halt here, just given that the jets they're both fighting for for a playoff spot and i just like the jets talent overall over the lions and i don't trust golf outside when it's cold out so i'm going to have to give i got to give the edge to new york as well
0: who would have thought that we'd be talking about two playoff bound teams or two teams fighting for the playoffs week 15
1: detroit and the jets i don't understand this season
0: straight up the rams the rams are
1: the rams are garbage the broncos are garbage those are two teams that we thought were gonna be locks for potentially making the super bowl or at least their conference championship games those are two teams the rams oh they're right now standing at number three overall in the upcoming nfl draft the broncos i believe i believe they're sitting right now at number four with and they owe the Seahawks their first or their first round pick. So no, I had. N- <laughs> it's, it's been a crazy off. Or it's been a crazy NFL season.
0: The NFC South is drunk. Nobody's over five hundred in that division right now, and I'm that
1: just... is a division that includes Tom Brady. <laughs> like yeah. what is this? Yes.
0: I'm going to move over to a competent division in the AFC East, and I want to talk Thank Dolphins, Dolphins- <laughs> Bills. So we had an epic finish in that one. The first time these two teams matched up, Dolphins getting the upper hand down in Miami for that one. This one is up in the cold weather. Miami is on a skid, a big loss to San Francisco two weeks ago, and then losing to the Chargers last week. So... Miami's trying to bounce back, right the ship, dealing with some injuries. Jeff Wilson Jr. got banged up this last week. Tyreek Hill got banged up this last week. We'll see what their status is going into Sunday. But Buffalo can essentially wrap up the division here again. They'll take a three-game lead with three weeks to go. So dormy three for those golf folks out there. But, uh, yeah, just kind of curious to see what happens in this one. Miami is looking really good for a while, but then it just – wheels have kind of fallen off a little bit this last week just with some of these injuries to key players on that offense but what do you what do you see in this one
1: can we please finally just end this debate of Tua versus Herbert i mean <laughs> we saw last week and Herbert just lit it up Tua threw for what 180 yards and looked not even close to not even close to competent and that was in 55 degree weather. Miami had heated benches in 55 degree weather in LA. <laughs> They're now going to Buffalo where it's going to be in the 20s. I don't think there's projected to be snow, but how soft is this damn team where you got to have heated benches and heaters on the sidelines for 55 degree weather. That's gotta that's gotta bother you if you're if you're Miami or a, a dolphins fan that they can't even handle LA weather? Like <laughs> no. look, that's where everybody wants to live in LA because of the weather. The weather is prime and and these and these dolphins can't handle it. So now you're gonna go up to tell me how they're gonna go up to Buffalo with Tua's below average arm with only speed receivers with an injured number 1 running back and their number 2 Raheem Mostert is pretty much a speed back like how do I don't see how all this speed is going to play well in 20 you know in the 20 to 30 degree weather in Buffalo when Buffalo is also ready to get their revenge against the Dolphins after Miami beat them earlier in the season. So I honestly, man, I don't see how Miami competes in this game. I could see this being a 17 point blowout by, by the bills. Maybe Tyreek ends up getting some other fluke, you know, fumble recovery touchdown (laughs) like he did this past week against the Chargers. But I don't see how Miami even competes in this game. All right, let's move it over to Cowboys-Jags. One team that was extremely disappointing in Dallas. One team that far exceeded expectations last week in the Jags. Jags coming off a massive win against Tennessee. Cowboys right now four and a half point favorites. I don't really want to focus on the line. What I would like to focus on myself is Is the Jags. What I mean, can we see the Jags making a run for this division right now? Because right, they're they're currently two games out of that lead. We've got four games left, but they do, I believe they do have the tiebreaker against Tennessee. I don't know that for a fact. Maybe you can maybe you can check me on that. But I mean, the Cowboys coming off a pretty meh W. Jaguars are now fighting for a playoff spot, though. I I don't know if they've got a chance. They they also have a chance at a wild card spot, so they've got a chance at the division and a wild card spot. Trevor Lawrence has been playing money over these last couple weeks. However, we've also seen Trevor Lawrence multiple times throughout this year put in two to three great weeks and then just has an absolute stinker. <laughs> what, kinda, what kind of what uh, kind of what do you see here? And we also know Doug Peterson has a, with his time in Philly, he's got a lot of experience against the Cowboys. Yeah. I expect
0: this one to be pretty competitive. Um looking at their schedule, got Cowboys this week. They're at the jets at Houston and then home against Tennessee. So, Ultimately, if the Jags make a little bit of a run here, that game at the end of the season could be for the division. Could be a game that we see on NBC Sunday Night Football if they decide to flex that. Should it come down to that, but no, Jaguars have taken some nice strides this season. Uh, finally, aren't going to have the number one pick in the draft, which is a bonus for their fans. But more importantly, Trevor Lawrence looks like he has taken a step forward and is the player that has been so highly touted for so long. I mean. You, seen guys step up around him. Zay Jones has had a nice year there. Evan Ingram's had a couple of solid weeks. Travis Etienne, prior to his injury, looked legit as well. That So legit that they traded James Robinson away to the Jets and gave him the backfield here. So their defense is young. Josh Allen had a nice game this last week. Um, and yeah, I... I like the Jags. I don't know that they're going to be able to go and beat Dallas. It is a home game for the Jags, but Cowboys fans travel pretty well. So I expect the Cowboys to end up winning this one in a close game. But then again, we saw Jacksonville take down Baltimore at home earlier this year as well. So I think Dallas got that wake-up call last week against Houston and will end up bouncing back in this one. But I I do expect this one to go into the fourth quarter pretty competitive.
1: Yeah, I, I don't – I just want to see if this Jags offense is for real. I mean, the show that they just put on against Tennessee, let's find out if that's real because Tennessee has a legitimate defense. So can they hang in there again? with a Dallas defense that is i mean they've been they've been lights out this year especially make part obviously you're facing that make parson's uh that that whole pass rush so
0: yep. last game i want to get into and it's not going to be competitive at all, but uh, it's Eagles at Bears. I'm just more <laughs> curious to see what would you set the over under at on quarterback rushing yards in this one? You got Justin Fields. Is Fields, Fields is Fields is yeah, in for sure? Fields will be in. Yeah, he was in the last week against the Packers before. Uh,
1: oh yeah, duh. <laughs> before so, do we go? Uh, do we go a solid? Uh, three fifty or so. 350 sounds
0: like a good number to me. I mean, (laughs) you saw Jalen Hurts and what he did to that Green Bay defense a couple weeks back, and that Bears defense is absolutely porous right now. You're going to have Jack Sanborn running around like a chicken with his head cut off in this one, trying to keep up with Jalen Hurts. And I, man, he's been making plays. He has been making plays. He's He's been making plays. He's going to be all over the field in this one, tackling Jalen Hurts. And I just. It's going to be an ugly game, but I think ultimately if the Bears are going to be in this one, you're going to see some big plays from Justin Fields as well. So yeah, I, I like 350 in this one, which <laughs> essentially you're looking at both quarterbacks hitting the 175 mark, which that's, that's, a, lot, but both that's offenses, a lot, but both offenses are around this quarterback and they're built around rushing plays from the quarterback. So it should be a fun
1: one, but it's... It's going to be really one-sided. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, I mean, in terms of it being one-sided, uh, I see, I mean, Miles Sanders has been hot, pretty, he's been pretty hot lately, at least in terms of, you know, at the goal line. But that, I mean, Jalen Hurts is still, we saw him the other day, or at least that that entire rushing, that rushing offense two weeks ago put up three fifty on the ground. So, or maybe that was three weeks ago, I I guess, at this point. So, that plus what we've seen out of Justin Fields lately, I mean, I'd be shocked if I saw that number, but also at the same time, I guess I would understand it. Yeah. How do you, I mean, you, you see this game just being a... Do you see this game being a blowout? How do you see this game being uh, yeah, overall? Yeah,
0: I think so. There's just too much talent on the offensive side of the ball for Philly. Their defense is pretty solid, too. Bears are getting back uh, Brisker and um, <sighs> Gordon. Um, smoked Brisker? Smoked Brisker, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so get a little bit of uh, power back from their defensive rookies in this one. But ultimately, I just – A.J. Brown – Devonte smith
1: versus those corners
0: yeah even miles sanders i mean we've been giving up a lot on the ground lately too so i don't bears aren't really motivated to win they don't have anything to play for right now so i i don't see this being close
1: well they they, they keep putting i mean the bears they keep playing well and then losing it's like <laughs> what what what's going on? i mean i guess you know good for you as you know as a bears fan and probably good for the bears overall but it's like we we see so much flash out of that team or we see like you know it's a, it it kind of reminds me of the lions last year where the lions would show sparks of we're starting to get this going and they end up as the number 2 team they get Aiden Hutchinson and now they're fighting for a playoff spot wouldn't shock me one bit if if Chicago next season, you know, we're seeing sparks, and as long as they find the right, you know, off-season pieces, which they need that O-line. We can't have Justin Fields taking as many hits as he is. They need wide-out options. Darnell Mooney, Claypool, that's a two and a three. I... We haven't, have you seen anything out of Claypool that no. tells you that he's not a two, a maxes out at a two? If not, maxes out at a three?
0: Yeah, nothing yet. So, so no you need.
1: need to go get that, maybe maybe that's, I mean, you need to go get a number one wide out. They have a shit ton of cap space this off season, so... Hopefully they can get you know don't go out and re-sign uh, another another uh, Allen Robinson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, although he was good their first couple of years there, but
1: true, yeah. true that that kind of ended up falling off quite a bit. But uh, no, I mean I think I think as a Bears fan you got to be hyped. But yeah, I see Philly kind of walking away with this one pretty easily. All right, I got one last game I want to touch on. That's Pats at Raiders. You're seeing Belichick versus Protégé. his old OC <laughs> in Josh McDaniels. Uh I mean I I see I see the pass take in this game. They're right now the pa- Patriots are a 1 point favorite even though this game is in Vegas. I still see the Patriots taking this game just because he's awesome against his old coaches, he knows all their, he's gonna, and he's gonna know Josh McDaniels, every single thing that McDaniels is gonna be doing offensively, more than any other coach that he's ever coached, McDaniels has been under his wing for over a decade, even, in, you know, even including his time with the Broncos, McDaniels has been there forever, so I've i got, I've got the Patriots getting this game relatively easy, I shouldn't say easily, just because that offense does have a ceiling with Mac Jones and with Matt Patricia as the offensive play caller and with Joe Judge as the QB coach. So I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say walk away with the W here, but, or sp- I should, I should say, I wouldn't say that they will sprint away with the W, but I think they end up walking away with the w maybe a maybe a one score win here against against the raiders against josh mcdaniels against his former coach
0: surprising over under in this one's 44 and a
1: half i mean both of these defenses that's low offenses. that's yeah that seems low to me seems- patriots just put up 27 yeah. against the Car- i mean against I, the cardinals whoever yeah. re- 44 is not a lot of points yeah in a one-point game, that's a twenty-three to twenty-one win. That's how you meet forty-four. Yeah, that seems lo- that feels low to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Know. No. Well. No. Well. Go <laughs> ahead. Make your point.
0: I was just gonna say that we saw Ramondre Stevenson's banged up. He might not be able to go. You're gonna be looking at their third-string running back, and that's the bread and butter for New England getting their offense rolling. We just saw. The Raiders put up a putrid 16 points against the Rams last week. So it's going to depend on what Derek Carr shows up, I think. I I don't know. And if Josh Jacobs, we'll see what his health is. But New England's got a pretty stingy run defense too. So I don't know. Who knows? This probably be the high-scoring game of the week. But
1: I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds boring to me.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm, I'm into just seeing kind of the, the, the coaching matchup more than anything.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Moving into our drew locks of the week. Yours truly did get 10 points back in the race last week. Uh, had pretty solid performance there. Mr. Justin Jefferson. uh, Thank you very much. And also Tony Pollard. But uh, if you're new to this segment, each week Jell and I pick a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight end. Once you use that player, you cannot use them again. Can't pick the same player as your opponent for the week. And whatever fantasy points that player puts up, that is what you get. Jell has a forty point lead on me roughly Ow! with five weeks. No, four weeks to go. So who do you got, Jell? You are on the clock.
1: On the clock? Number one overall pick is going to be a player that has played or that has scored five touchdowns over the last three weeks, and that is Miles Sanders. Uh, facing Chicago, fourth worst run defense fantasy-wise in the league. And, yeah, he's been he's been insanely hot over the last three weeks. So I got to go Miles Sanders, number one overall.
0: Yeah. Oh, he was on my list I was deciding between him and another player, but uh, he obviously made that decision quite a bit easier for me. I'm going to move over to the tight end position. I'm going to go with a guy that has been getting a few catches each week. He's kind of been on the rise for the Tennessee Titans, and that's Chagazim Konkwu. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. (laughs) Oh, Konkwu. (laughs) But, no, he's had a touchdown the last two weeks. He's... uh, a very dynamic tight end, more of a wide receiver. And they've been finding ways to get him involved in that offense. So he's not somebody that's going to put up zero points for you. And I like him this week.
1: I like it. Like you said, he has been hot. Uh, He has been hot lately. So I'm, I'm all right with that. All right. Let me, uh, let me jump over to the quarterback position. Mike, White. If I could be Mike White. Mike White of the New York Jets versus the worst team against quarterbacks in fantasy football. I know that he got banged up, but that dude is a gamer. He's a baller. He's a shot caller, (laughs) and he is going to light up him and Garrett Wilson. I see them just lighting it up. Him and Elijah Moore lighting it up. Let's go. J E T S Jets 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 Mike Wyatt.
0: <laughs> no, solid pick, and uh the way you've been going, though, uh, we'll see if he plays.
1: <laughs> we'll find out. I've had like three <laughs> players this season come down, down to the I'm wire. Not <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Um, I'm trying to see what stack I want to go with here. Well, what? What's oh? the Tanny hill stack no i'm assuming with mike white you're gonna be going a jets wide receiver but i'm gonna go with a guy that has not looked good so far this season gonna be making his home debut against a not great pass defense in baltimore and I'm going to roll with Deshaun Watson this week. I think he's going to bounce back in this one in front of the home crowd and put up a decent day. Again, Baltimore's been giving up points to the quarterback position, to the wide receivers, so I think I think he'll be all right this
1: week. There you go. Radical. I, I'm into it. I mean, well, not as into it as he was into that. We don't need to get yeah. into that. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, well you called my you called my bluff here, sir. <laughs> and well, <laughs> It's going to be Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's been ridiculously hot uh over the last couple of weeks and I He's now leading the offensive rookie of the year spot with just which where he wasn't even contending for that early on in the season. Mike White comes in and immediately he just he turns into an impact player so I'm looking forward to another week of that Mr. Garrett Wilson
0: all right it's gonna stack my wide receivers and take Amari Cooper so he hasn't Cooper uh, Cooper pretty solid he'll be at home this week and like I said I think I think Deshaun will bounce back in this one against that Baltimore pass defense and if he does it's because of Amari Cooper
1: yeah I mean that Browns offense needs some something to go right that it's been pathetic so far where they're not putting up jack squat for points so maybe third week they get it right third time's a charm Uh, (laughs) there you go all right tight end position I have a question for you and let me know if this player is eligible Jeff Driscoll, (laughs) he is eligible in on Yahoo as a tight end. (laughs) He comes in kind of in a, in a Taysom Hill type of role. Now we let Taysom play earlier on in the season, but Driscoll was coming in, throwing the ball a little bit more than Taysom was, but also running the ball. I don't really see him as a tight end, but. If it's allowed, I will take him. If not, I've got a very strong number two. <laughs> um
0: yeah, our format that we usually play in is on Yahoo, and he is tight end eligible, so I will I will allow it.
1: Jeff Driscoll <laughs> as my tight end and my fourth uh player picked here. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like but
0: he did change over his position to tight end during preseason. But now it was he's weird.
1: Like well, so third string. They were doing. They were doing flip. They were flip flopping all game, yeah. and I think that that may have been part of the reason why the Texans were able to hang in that game because they were prepping for. Because the Cowboys were prepping for Davis Mills, mm-hmm. Jeff Driscoll brings in a little bit different of a da- of a you know dynamic at that quarterback position. Now he's always been a th- number three QB. But if he comes into the game now, you have to think. Well, shit, we thought he was going to be a tight end. Now he's coming in at quarterback. He can run the ball, you know. And he and he, I don't know how much he threw the ball last week, but made a couple throws. So I'll rock it. I'll go Jeff Driscoll. I like it. I'll take. I'll. I'll take the cheat code (laughs) just like I did with Taysom Hill.
0: My last position is the running back position, and. This guy has a lot riding for me in two of my three playoff matchups. So you need it. I need it. You need a high-end I need performance. this guy to have a high-end performance. One of the guys on his team gonna went down with an injury last week that took some snaps away from him in the backfield, but... I'm rocking Christian McCaffrey up in Seattle this week. I have Jesus. not used him yet. And Seattle's been giving up a lot of rushing yards, rushing points to the running back position. So I think they're going to lean on him in this matchup. He's going to be out on the field all game in this one. So I think uh
1: can roll a CMC. Look at you! I used him, I believe, week one because I, I was afraid. I said, <laughs> I "I'm taking in number one overall. <laughs> yeah. I think he's gonna be injured pretty soon, so I need to use him up now." Yep. So look at you with your patience. That's gonna. Yeah. That's pretty nice. He just he just went off last weekend too. Yep. So had
0: a nice receiving touchdown, and yeah, we'll see. It's a Thursday night game, so we'll know pretty quick how uh, how this is looking for the how matchup. But, yep. All, All right. right,
1: so to wrap it up, Mike White, Miles Sanders, Garrett Wilson, Jeff Driscoll for gel, Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, Amari Cooper, Okonkwu <laughs> A- <Konk-Woo. laughs> for, <laughs> for Josh. <laughs>
0: Could we just combine it? Albert Albert Oconcu. Albert Oconcu, yes.
1: (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Yes. Hey, that's Albert O.
0: Yes. (laughs) We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Go to YouTube, type in Dead Arm Sports, subscribe, click that bell so that way you know when our live episodes drop. Should be Wednesday next week. You can ask us any questions in the chat. Otherwise, you can hit us up at our socials. That's at Sports at DOSGel, at JPEG. You can send us any questions to any of those. We'll hit you back with a response. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us a screenshot. Get you some swag. What are those platforms, Joe?
1: Hit us up on... A- <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Got her, bud. <laughs> All right, hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> iHeartRadio, and Google Pods. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on our <laughs> on whatever your chosen listening platform is, uh, and uh, send us a screenshot of that written review over Instagram or on Twitter at Dead Arm Sports. We will love you forever. Also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. Just search Denarm sports in the search bar on YouTube. It'll be the first thing that pops up at the top of your page, subscribe, hit the bell for the alerts, and we will love you forever again.
0: All right. That'll wrap up this episode. Hope everyone enjoys their pre holiday weekend or pre Christmas weekend. This weekend have a lot of bowl games, Saturday NFL games. And of course, the PNC shootout, Tiger and Charlie versus John Daly Sr. Jr., JT and his dad. So tune into golf. That's always a fun tournament to watch as That's well. dope. And, uh, Joe, closer out.
1: Make sure to find our interview with Brian No that we released on Monday. Uh, Brian No, Fox Sports Radio. If you've not checked that out, make sure to do so. Adios. <laughs>